Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. It's time now to take a look at the headline of the week that's caught to our attention. This was in the papers yesterday, the Monetary Authority of Singapore seeking feedback from the public. And it's with regard to the proposed safeguards to reduce the risk of consumer harm from cryptocurrency trading, as well as to support the development of stable coins as a credible medium of exchange in the digital asset ecosystem. So how will these proposals shape the future of the cryptocurrency scene here in Singapore? Well, on the Line with me this morning is Daniel Lowe, the Chief Legal Officer for Cake Defy. Good morning, Daniel. Hi, good morning. I appreciate your help on this. In the papers yesterday, MAS proposing measures to reduce risks to consumers from cryptocurrency trading and enhance standards of stablecoin-related activities. I suppose let's start off by looking very broadly. What are some of the areas with regard to proposed measures that need to be covered? Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to make one thing clear is that this one, uh, the consultative paper here is actually not meant to prohibit the offering of cryptocurrencies to consumers. I think a mm. lot of people were scared that we were going to cut out retail investors, but that's not the case. Mm. Uh, MS has come out to say that they actually uh, want to balance between retail investors and institutional investors and are looking, uh, working closely with uh, industry partners to do so. Yeah. Actually, the fact that you bring that up really highlights the timing of everything and also the language that perhaps it is the right time to establish a framework and encourage people to come on board in a safe manner. Absolutely. I think this is uh, the direction of the consultative paper is a natural progression. It's a positive thing for the industry overall. It actually aligns very closely with other countries such as the UK, Hong Kong, and also the European Union. So a lot of the innovations here, the proposals here are not new. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've expected this for some time, but now they've given us a lot more prescriptive uh, measures. And it's, it's really appreciated by the industry because right now we're kind of shooting in the dark. Mm. You mentioned that it aligns with some countries like the UK, right? Could you expand on that a little bit and tell us, you know, what exactly are some of the areas that need to be aligned here? What are some of the areas that they'll be looking at? Absolutely. So right now, what some of the proposals here within the new consultative paper is that they are asking for a risk awareness assessment so for uh, retail investors to go through a bit of uh, testing before you can invest in uh, crypto, where UK actually has an appropriateness assessment already proposed by the FCA. Uh, in Hong Kong as well, there are assessments for clients to undergo uh, basically uh, testing the knowledge on virtual assets. So once again, these uh, proposals are not new. Countries are doing this already. Uh, in the EU, MICA, which is a new legislation coming out next year, uh, is also asking for the same thing. Mm. So it's, it's very aligned with global uh, trends. What are your thoughts on Hong Kong and how they're pivoting toward a friendlier regulatory regime? Yeah, so currently Hong Kong is focusing more on the uh, credit investor side uh, and also institutional investors, which is uh, a, a, an area that we could be pushing towards. But Hong Kong actually next week will be releasing their own revised crypto laws, which appear to be more friendly to retail investors, which is a good thing because I think with Singapore, Hong Kong always being uh, the two twin dragons in mm-hmm. Asia, it's, it's a good thing for the industry here as well to see uh, this competition. Mm, I like the way you phrase that. Daniel, of course, I understand you are a digital assets lawyer, dabble in decentralized finance and digital assets. And when we look at crypto, of course, there are other aspects to it, right? Like even the NFTs, sort of, there's a bit of an overlap. I mean, what's your view on the timing of all this? Is it a step towards regulating cryptocurrency? Is it a sign that if we don't get on board, we might miss out? 
I would say so. I think this is part of this greater wave of uh, governments kind of legislating crypto. Uh, you see here, like next uh, earlier, a few weeks ago, the uh, FDA and the UK have released their own revised rules on crypto. Uh, as I said, Hong Kong next week will be releasing their own. So, and MICA is coming out in the new year. So this is part of that kind of uh, new legislative wave. And I think one good thing to note here in Singapore is that the MAs has actually actively been uh, expressing their interest to work with industry groups such as the Singapore FinTech Association, Access mm-hmm. Singapore, to come up with fair and responsible regulations. Uh, for instance, in the consultative paper, they've asked for industry groups to come up with a risk awareness assessment uh, and also to establish industry standards and codes of practice with them. So uh, it's working hand-in-hand with the government here, and it's actually quite heartening to see. Mm. The risk awareness assessment is somewhat similar to like new traders when they get on board. You kind of have to fill up a form on you know how much you know about it, and if it's not enough, if your proficiency is not enough, you have to attend a series of courses. Is, is something similar to that? Exactly. And, and th- you'll see this uh, very consistently throughout uh, traditional finance as well with certain products that you engage in, perhaps with derivatives and whatnot. So once again, this is not a new uh, development. Mm -hmm. We've seen this in traditional finance. We see this with other industries uh, developing crypto laws. So this is kind of moving in the same direction and it's, uh, it's really welcome here. And an opinion on moving forward, right? I mean, the, the faster we get on board this train, the better. What does it mean, you know, worldwide? Because there's been that long debate that there needs to be some kind of a universal regulation. Are we getting closer to that? We're getting close, but we're still pretty far away. Yeah. Um, you know, with the EU, at least, they're coming up with it, a unified EU law, which is the MICA, mm. uh, which will be mimicked by other countries as well. So uh, another country that everyone's looking at closely at is the U.S., of course, yeah, yeah. but uh, very, uh, uh, very separated right now in terms of their approach. The SEC, CFTC, uh, FinCEN, they all define crypto as something else, either commodity or security. Um, so it's still not as cohesive as the Europeans right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think we are heading there uh, in terms of kind of a global approach. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious, and just on the back on, on those two words, right, a global approach, right? It's obvious that it's not feasible to ban cryptocurrency. Even uh, MAS has said that. How far are we away from crypto being something even more mainstream? And by that, I mean, you, know, you have your regular paper money. I don't know, more crypto ATMs, that sort of thing. I mean, what do you envision for the future of cryptocurrency? So I think I can speak to maybe Singapore. I think Singapore has made it very clear that uh, crypto ATMs are not going to be uh, a thing, uh, mm-hmm. especially with the recent crypto advertising ban. Um, so it is still focusing on reducing consumer harm. Um, so I will say that uh, Singapore is one of the leaders out there in terms of crypto regulation. They, the MAS has actually shown that their knowledge of crypto is actually quite advanced compared to other countries. Right. So uh, for uh, companies that operate here, for players that operate here, that's a really good thing because they'll probably understand DeFi a lot quicker uh, than other jurisdictions. Yeah, and safe to say that, you know, as far as Singapore is concerned, there's going to be a lot more education along with these so-called safeguards uh, that to go along with it. Definitely. I mean, like with any adoption of new technology, it's all about the, the, the education with the yeah. public. Yeah. So that's why MAS is actually looking at that. Companies like my company as well are also pushing a lot of learn and earn uh, you know, uh, techniques and things to kind of educate the public mm. on DeFi and crypto and 
not crypto speculation. Mm. Will your company be working with the MES with regard to coming up with these frameworks? Yeah, for sure. We are working with a number of organizations like the uh, Singapore Fintech Association okay. uh, and also Access Singapore to come up with a code of practice, uh, the risk assessment that we were discussing. So we are working hand in hand with MES. Excellent stuff. I've been speaking with Daniel Lowe, who's the Chief Legal Officer for Kick Defy. Daniel, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day. Thank you so much. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.